Welcome back to Hidden Power. This is a Pokemon podcast. Today we are going to be outlining our full predictions for the 2024 Pokemon game. We're also going to be discussing and predicting the next five years of Pokemon games. This will include the rest of Generation 9, Generation 10, a new Nintendo console, and the 30th year anniversary of the Pokemon franchise. This is going to be a fun episode. My name is Dusty Gogoat. I'm with the Lumios Post. Hello! And Soul Silver Art. What's up? We got a lot to talk about. There's so many possibilities. I don't think I've ever been less sure about what's going to happen mm-hmm. in 2024. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things uh, a couple years down the line that I fully expect to receive. Um, I guess I'll just hint it, right? Obviously, Gen 10. I think we're due for another Kanto and or. Do we think there'll be Jota another game. Gen 10? Will think- they do another Gen? Did I, yeah, there'll be a, there will be a generation 10, 100%. <laughs> I think we're also that a lot of... shocking thing. There's been a ton of insider information about the Switch 2, um, or, or whatever that new Nintendo console is going to be, right? Yeah, but, but Lumi, everything... I mean, yeah, there have been Look, rumors... I don't believe anything Dude, on it's the happening Switch this 2 year. It's happening this until year. Nintendo themselves drop a trailer for the, it. There's, they're pretty I've, much... Listen, this isn't a Nintendo podcast... So we're not going to get too into it, but I fully expect a new Switch title in 2024 or 2025. It's at we're we're at the end of the console's lifetime, whether whether you like it or not. So it's going to happen. Uh, but are we starting with this? Because this is happen. interesting. It's not a thing of like it or not. It's a thing of I have been hearing Switch Two rumors for about ten years. Yes, now. but people, but, but a lot of that <laughs> is just content aggregation, right? Like obviously, there's not going to be a new Switch game or Switch. T- uh, I was legitimately years hearing into Switch Two rumors in high school. Okay. Yes. No. Yes, I no. was. I was. When you I were was. in high school when the Switch came out. Yes. I'm losing what? my mind. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. So let's start at this. What we know is that okay, we just had Scarlet and Violet in 2022, right? We just finished up in 2023 two rounds of DLCs, and we got an epilogue for the DLC for Scarlet and Violet. What are you guys expecting on Pokemon Day? So for context, every Pokemon Day, uh, we get a Pokemon Presents. They kind of lay out what to expect for the year. It's the it's kind of it serves as kind of a reset for the franchise in their marketing campaign. What kind of games they're going to be promoting and what kind of content we can enjoy. Every single year, pretty much, there's been maybe one or two anomalies, but pretty much every single year we get a brand new Pokemon game or experience, a video game experience. Um, we we get new Pokemon, right? New plot, new whatever. And this year. The timeline lines up because we're coming off of, uh, because we're two years out from the release of Scarlet and Violet, which was the gen- uh, the ninth generation. Uh, we are expecting a Pokemon remake. That is the safe bet. The question is, what kind of region are we going to be going back to? What game is going to get remade? How will it be remade? What's the engine going to look like? These are the th- these are the mm. things I want to discuss today. Are we all in agreement that it'll be a Switch game, right? Like it won't be on the Switch Two. Yeah, if since, that's since you since you started with the Switch Two thing, like I, from what I'd heard like a year ago, everything that has been f- like circling around seems to be accurate. That it's a PS4 quality Super Switch, which is and, pretty powerful. Yeah, since we haven't heard like anything PS4. Since we haven't heard anything um, about when it's supposed to come out, people were saying September because of this one Game Shark thing. But that that Game Shark 
employee most people missed it they were like we're just assuming that that's when the switch 2 is coming out because that's when our um our product is coming out as well for the switch 2 or for a new switch or something like that um but that was an assumption so it doesn't is game shark like the no action no 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 that's different no it's different yeah okay I, I don't know exactly. Th- it used to be thing. something like that, but yeah, because um, they used to. It was for the Game Boy. It was called like it was a the Game, Game Shark, Shark or something and like that. it was the action replay. Yeah, yeah, they've they've evolved into something else, I think. But okay, well, cool. all Good of that for them. to say that if it comes out before like April, the Switch Two, I'm saying, because I'm like ninety five percent sure it's coming out this year. Um, if it comes out before April, then I think there's a chance that we get a Pokemon game on the Switch Two. But if it comes out. Anytime after that, I think that the Pokemon game of 2024 will come out on the, the old Switch. Yeah, I think the big question would be when the Switch 2 would be announced. Because if, if the Pokemon game, whatever it is, is going to be announced February 27th, then there's no way that if Nintendo has not officially announced the next console, they're going to reveal a next console game. Yeah. So, like, it would have to get revealed in a Nintendo Direct in February, which typically does happen. There yeah. typically is a Nintendo Direct in February. Yeah. We're not, we're not like, in the realm of it being impossible. You know, no, like, it's absolutely. still very possible to be like, hey, the Switch 2's coming. Like, we get a Nintendo Direct before the Pokemon Direct or presents, and then, then we'd see. You know, we see how... I... It goes. I, I think everything that I've seen has has suggested that the Switch 2 is likely, like, okay, I would imagine if they're going to want to release the Switch 2 enough time before the holidays, right, then, and if that's this year, September lines up, and then they would need to announce it also ahead of time, right? They're not going to just, like, yeah. shadow I'm drop th- it into Target, right? They're going to, like, I'm trying to give think us of what trailer. they did with the Switch, though, because... I don't know. I I don't remember there being much time between when they announced the Switch to when they yeah. actually dropped the I think the what Switch. typically happens is that consoles typically have shortage issues, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. That seems no, to true. always be a trend. Um, and this goes into my next point, right? Even if the Switch 2 or whatever you want to call it... The Switch was unveiled October 20th, 2016 and came out in March. most regions March 3rd, 2017. So what is that? So, so it's about five months. Yeah. five six months yeah so if we get in february if they announce a switch two, then where does that leave us in the summer it would come out august september perfect so, so that does line up with the little game shark thing that is it what they would up in february it does line up but the thing is like how bad would it be if they're like they announce a switch two, and then a couple days later on Pokemon Day, they announce a Pokemon game for 2024 and it's on the normal Switch. It's no, it's like, let me tell you, it's not Soul, even coming out for the Switch 2. Let me tell you, Soul. Everything I've it's heard bad. about the Switch 2 is that the Switch games are going to be, or, or the Switch 2 is going to be backwards compatible with previous Switch games, right? That and would I, make 100% sense because and they've, of what and, I've heard about it, but it doesn't, I've never heard that it's backwards compatible. Oh, I, it just I've makes heard, sense because it's like it's not that much different. I've well, heard yeah, it's backwards I think it compatible. Will be like the 3DS could play DS games, but also had its own games. Yeah, and we and that would add up. And just like what you're saying, Lumi, I think that also lines up with what Game Freak has done in the past. There are interviews stating that the Pokemon Company, um, or at least Game Freak, prefers to put their Pokemon games uh, on platforms where people, where the most people are. Right? They want to put their games not on exclusive. Uh, consoles. They want to make sure that their stuff is accessible. 
uh, and they've demonstrated this before with a lot of releases. So I expect uh, if the Switch comes out this year, that no matter what, I think no matter what, the 2024 game is going to still be on Switch. And for, for what it's worth, Switch Two, they they can still play it on the Switch Two on the new console. Yeah, that would make for, sense. For what it's worth, the uh, the 3DS released in 2011, and in yeah. 2012, Pokemon released Black Two and White Two, which was a DS game, not a 3DS. Yeah, 100. So I mean, and uh, even with the even the 3DS to the Switch, even though the Kalos, I'm sorry, even. That's a Freudian slip. <laughs> even though the Kanto, even though Fair. the Kanto remakes, right? Let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Even though those did debut on the Switch, um, you know that wasn't a full, that wasn't a brand new generation, right? Mm-hmm. Was it wasn't. I don't. They hadn't fully committed to jumping onto the new console. It was also yet. an experimental game, so like it wasn't yeah. even like traditional. Yeah, think of it. Um, that's true. In a lot of ways, it is like Mystery Dungeon or Ranger right. or whatever. I, um, just like with the DS, Pokemon Ranger came out for the DS, if I'm not mistaken, before, um, Diamond and Pearl came out for the DS. So that yeah. was another example of, like, a spinoff. Now, Let's Go isn't technically a spinoff, but, you know, a non-traditional game yeah. non-traditional coming out core series. before the core series traditional game. Um, I do think, I, I want to explore the option of uh, to bring this back into what Pokemon game is releasing yeah. this year. Because that's the biggest um, question. Right. Uh, so, you know, with with 2021, 2021 um, they announced on Pokemon Day that Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl would be coming out in November 2021. And then two months later, um, they actually didn't give the exact release dates, but they said early 2022 they'll be releasing Legends Arceus. They announced two games. What what if we see a scenario where they say, um, hypothetically, 2024, I don't think it'd be these games specifically, but just to illustrate, 2024, November, we're releasing black and white traditional remakes on the Switch. 2025 early, we're releasing a Switch 2 game that's a Legend-style black and white game, or, you know, something Wild. to that effect. Yeah. Like so, they that announce them both. They announce they a Switch game and a Switch That is game. the most likely situation, in my opinion. Wow, that's, that's wow. crazy. But wouldn't that yeah. be? Uh, wouldn't that prevent people from buying? I guess it would incentive. It incent. It both incentivizes people to get the new system, and it also alienates people. I think that I I do love that, but I would. I think I think it'd be safer to predict that both would be. They could do the same thing. Both would be available on the base switch they're obviously backwards compatible and can be played on the new switch but maybe there's some additional perks maybe there's some things and features where you get access to new mythical pokemon if you're playing on the new switch because we've seen pokemon do that with let's go pikachu and eevee with legends arceus with bdsp every game has unlockable perks based on your game data right so they could do something like that but i love i love the train yeah. of thought i the whole thing is and I don't know if we've ever talked about this in an episode before, but the main thing is I don't think that they can just sell. I mean, they probably can. Don't get me wrong. Because yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they're Pokemon. They're Pokemon. Marketing strategy. I don't. They're Pokemon, but they can probably just, they probably can't just sell like a plain old BDSP black and white remake yeah. and not say anything else mm-hmm. for this year. And this yeah. it. just be like, yeah, you're just getting a remake and that's it. And enjoy your your year of it's yeah. been the opposite they've been trying to keep themselves 
in our minds for longer. They're mm-hmm. like, you know how they, they like staggered this whole um, Scarlet and Violet DLC thing. They staggered yeah. it very well all the way to Pokemon Day, basically. Um, so, and even with the raids and everything, you know, like they're just like, keep keep Pokemon in your That's head, keep it in your head. So like, I don't think that there's a, wor- a world where, I'll say it this way. Either they do one game that's a remake this year and there's new content in it and it's enough content that we can like get hype about it and they they can promote it and not be like BDSP where like they could not promote BDSP because there's nothing in it basically. Um, or they just release it just like BDSP and Legends Arceus and they, they hype up that we get we get like a legends game in yeah. 2025 early 2025 those are the two ways that i see it going um yeah so or what I mean, i'm hearing is my man ewow might be in the kitchen cooking oh yes i like that a lot i like what he, he cooks the goat. i like what he cooks <laughs> ewow the goat in the comments <laughs> um either that or the most depressing thing ever which is dusty was saying that they I forget what you said exactly, but it was something like they want to release games every year and they have been wanting to do that in more recent years, but that has not always been. And I'm yeah. still afraid that we just get a year that's a gap year. It just I, I don't kind think of downplays. this year can they have too year? much momentum. No, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just saying that's still a possibility. It's still always a possibility. I would say 2025 is more likely to be a gap year than 2024. Oh, that would suck I think the, the worst. I think a that would be the that too, worst. Yeah. That would be the worst. Because then if we get just a remake this year that's got like a little bit of new content and then nothing in 2025. That's two that's years like, of nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's like two years of nothing. Well, which is how would we feel how would, would we feel Pokemon. about a scenario where like like hypothetically to go back in time, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl releases twenty twenty one. January twenty twenty two, Legends Arceus drops. Then Scarlet and Violet doesn't come out until November 2023. See, I think in so, that, I think in like that the reality, gap year comes on a year where you do get something that January. That's true. What that year? That's true. We've never people talk about patterns. Oh, we're only going to get this. Only oh, if we get an if we get an Ilka remake, it's going to suck because the only time we've ever received if we that get an Ilka remake, remake, it's going to suck. No, but he's not wrong. No, 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 <laughs> he's no. Not wrong. But, listen, <laughs> this is no, a true no, 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 no. I think it's a glorified port, and if the base games are good, which black and white games are good, so I think it could Diamond still be a good games game. Were good. They were not good. Yeah, they were. Platinum this is. This is a matter of opinion. Platinum is good. There's so <laughs> many glaring issues. I liked, I liked Diamond and Pearl when they first came out, and I liked BDSP for what it was like being the game that it was. It just didn't change anything. Yeah. So no, Zach, going off, uh, Lumi, going off of what you said. Um, I think the important thing to keep in mind here is they have never just given us be, uh, a, a faithful remake as is with no additional context or lore, right? Just as is a standalone. So if we, I think it honestly makes sense if we do expect that there'll either be an addition, there'll be a twist, or there'll be another game. I think asking yeah, for another that's game. That's exactly what I was just saying. Like, yeah. exactly. They cannot, to me, they can't sell it. Like, Maybe they would get some sales, yeah, and I don't know. Maybe some people would fall for it, but but then I'm not it, just but it would just... last like two weeks and then be flat. And we'd have nothing it'd be dead. It'd be months. not only that, but the whole hype season before it would be dead. There'd be nothing. They'd yeah. just be like, we're just releasing a game this year, and that's so, it. Whatever money we get from it is that. And they would they would probably bank. But what are we gonna say? Here, we, so do we think they're gonna outsource in twenty twenty four? 
I think yes. they could. Yeah. I don't think it will be Ilka, but do you think they're outsourcing? I think if, it, if you think yes so, and who yes. do you think they're outsourcing to? I have no Bandai idea. Bandai Namco. That's who we all want. That would be so good. Yeah. <laughs> it would be good, but there's no... I have heard nothing and I know nothing. It could be anyone. I don't how, know who could How be. about this? Tell, me, guys, tell me this, guys. They outsource <laughs> to me. It's going to be really bad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you're like, I made it in MS Paint. <laughs> A lot of what Kuma uh, said. Those sticky notes where you can draw like a guy <laughs> yeah. running and just, that's the Pokemon game. <laughs> that's cool, dude. That had, a lot of what Kuma That sounds Ku like a fun indie at, game. Yeah. Ku hinted at. Um, yeah, this is what I want to talk about. What, so Ilka. let's set up the leaks. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the leaks, the rumors, what context do we Luke have to make better predictions? Than me because he's the one asking him all the time about it. Um, or that's true. I do try to ask Ku questions a lot. He's lately started to be ignoring me. It happens. Um, he doesn't like the game. But, uh, he, yeah. Um, I, so I do want to say something that I thought was really interesting was I'm going to pull it up to make sure that I have it 100% accurate and I don't misread it. But um, so Ku posted when the year changed over and it became uh, 2024. Oh, yeah. by the way, he said something last night. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But oh, he did, did he? say something. Yeah, oh, I forget. Crap. But anyway, um, continue. But he said, happy 2024, guys. And he put the little, you know, champagne glasses clicking or whatever. But then under that, he put a black chess piece. And that kind of makes me wonder if maybe they will lean. That that gave me the idea of, I wonder if they'd lean more into, like, the chess theme of black and white. The, like, chessboard theme. I don't know. Yeah, that is true. Even in its name or its themes, I don't know. Here, how about this? I think what I really want to see. I really liked your idea, by the way, of the games being called uh, what was it? Deep Black and Vast White. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm yes. playing through that Black and White idea. right now, and I just captured Reshiram, um, Reshiram, and it, it, I I noticed it was called the Vast White Pokemon. I did a little Google search. Zekrom is called the Deep Black Pokemon, uh, right? The Deep Abyss, right? vast white the vast sky right up and down right yeah i think those would be really cool names for new pokemon games uh but i think here let's do this well i think i'm just trying to give as much context for for new listeners as possible right people who aren't tied into the rumors into the into the leaks um the context that we have right i think the popular thought process i'll take you to the timeline right Basically, Johto was the last game we got. The, the the earliest Pokemon game in region that we've been to way back in, what was it, 2012 maybe, 2011? Um, that game has not been remade, right? The previous games before that were the Sinnoh games, and those were just remade. So the idea is that those Johto games the, the are going to be then revisited next in line. That's the timeline that has been created uh, and if we're following that timeline, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, we're going to go back to Johto. However, the rumors and the leaks, these are credible people, right? These aren't like some random Twitter shills, right? These aren't some like, this isn't a kid in high school, right? This is literally someone who has verifiable information. They've given us to the, they've given it us info in the past. They've got like a three, three year track record, four year track record. Um, and the hints have been about a Unova remake, which is the the black and white, black two, white two games, right? Generation 5 in the Unova region. If you're listening and if you've played the new DLC, the context here is we got the DLC and have realized that the DLC takes place 
the Blueberry Academy. It takes place in Unova, and there are countless uh, uh, hints and teases and callbacks to the Unova region. So even though we thought, okay, we're going to go back to Unova in 2024, now the conversation has opened to think maybe we already went back to Unova, and that's why we're having this discussion today. What where are we going next? If you're enjoying this episode, please consider supporting Hidden Power on Patreon or YouTube channel members. Right now, we have four tiers and the lowest membership starts at just $5 a month. Supporters get access to our secret Discord server and help control the direction of the podcast. Supporters also get access to our archive of bonus episodes. Okay, so our Discord honestly is popping. We have other creators in there too, which is yeah. kind of fun. It ain't just the three of us. We're discussing leaks when they drop. We talk about news. We'll be talking about how Soul silver art has you know just garbage takes it's so it's much a fun. place for us to connect i'm in there every day also we have revamped our merch store so proud of every product that is in this store now we have stickers t-shirts mugs ball caps right the dad caps these ball caps are embroidered look at this it's literally an embroidered. so clean you cannot get anything more high quality than that i just got news do y'all hear that solbasaur says that he even has his own merch. I'll talk for him. It's beautiful. Very cool designs. You guys should Very check Very Japanese style. E even the front of the shirt has a unique logo. I'm getting one for sure. If you're invested in this show, invest in the show. Thank you so much for watching. And now back to the video. Where are we going next? Is it going to be the Johto game? Is it going to be the Unova game? Is it going to be something else? Right? I'm still team Unova, like in terms yeah, of why people are silly. Happen. Not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's a silly, it's a very silly thing to just be like, oh, we went there, so now we're not going to go there. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. I, I think it, I, I think it, I don't know. I don't think that's silly at all. I think, I think the, the, because we didn't go there. We did go there. Yeah. No, we didn't. We, we went to Unova. We were in borders of Unova. We did not go to the Unova region. Not we the one went, we, know. we went to the Unova region. That doesn't mean, Right. That doesn't mean we went. That doesn't that mean we, we got to the Unova region. Yeah. I'm not saying that replaces the Gen 5 remake. I think, I think the actual. Listen, if we're not going back to Unova now, we're probably going to go to Johto. And then the next remake cycle, which would be. Dude, that's what's crazy, actually. So if we jump ahead in the timeline, I think it makes a lot of sense. Every three years, we get a new generation. So the thought process I'm on right now, Gen 10, 2025. And then in 2026, which so happens to be the 30th year anniversary of the Pokemon company, right? Of Pokemon which is itself. huge. That's which actually huge. huge. It's That's not, bigger it's than It's not 25. just like, oh, it's an anniversary of, of uh, Gold and Silver yeah. or something like that. It's like the whole company yeah. anniversary. It's a mm -hmm. big one. So the, the thought process is we're probably going to get a Kanto game, which would probably include a Johto game. And honestly, by that logic, I'm actually convincing myself live on air uh, that, yeah, Unova would have to be remade now or in 2028. Counterpoint. Right. If 2025 is when Gen 10 is, then 2026, which is when the 30th anniversary would be, yeah. would have to be Gen 10 DLC. They're not going to, unless they move away from DLC, because yeah, they're not going the to thing. revisit Gen 10 by giving it DLC in 2027 when, unless hey, they you do haven't touched away. this game in a well, year. But here's DLC. Here, Unless here's they do my... away with DLC altogether. Yeah, and if they do that, then that's a whole other discussion. Sure. They could do like gen, like Pokemon, you know, uh, like one and two, and then 
you have uh gen you have the next year at the anniversary do the Johto game and then the next year you do Pokemon 3 I you know you yeah, do the third version you guys are making a lot of sense I think actually the DLC kind of functions for Game Freak as a buffer period to you know basically work within the engine that they've just created Previously, I think I think remakes kind of functioned like that. It's like they spent all this time creating an engine, and then they go. I would okay. say third versions, but yeah. yeah, I would say third versions. I think also remakes because you're still you have the same exact engine, right? You're, yeah. you're basically you have the same you have an existing story, you have existing Pokemon, right? You have an existing engine. You just recreate that, and then since they've had a lot of trouble, you know, moving into the 3D, uh, you know, 3D video games. And I think the DLC kind of functions as a buffer where they're like, okay, we get a whole extra year of development if we give them DLC, which is just like a new area in 3D. Maybe that's not true. Maybe because it's, even though it's the same engine, like you still have to create a brand new biome, which actually is kind of, that could be difficult, right? Brand new story. That's honestly something we got to discuss too is what is the likelihood of Gen 10 in 2025 being on a new console when Scarlet and Violet looked the way it did on a console they've been working on for three years. I think the new console will help it. From what I've heard, Scarlet and Violet on a better console would function... Maybe maybe not. I think it'll look better. I don't know how it'll play. Yeah, it might not play as good. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, just to follow the... the... Because that's a a big... That's a big deal, right? Like... No, but here's, here's going what I have to, to say especially about especially if it's gonna have PS4 that. graphics. I looked it up. That's the Spider-Man game. Yeah, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a good one. If you look at Ghost of Tsushima, that you'll be like, oh wow. Um, but the, here's what I have to say about all of that. Basically, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Basically, I lost my train. I totally of thought. lost it. Well, what I was gonna say, oh, that I'll would come look back so sick as Pokemon. Holy cow! I was, I was thinking about this. <laughs> like you're riding Ponyta. But what I was going to say is like, you know, maybe the DLC had a function in the fact that it gave Game Freak extra time to work on main series games, which allows them to then outsource, right, to those smaller teams or to Ilka, right? Um, okay, but... And that why, that's why... The, yeah. They had the Sword and Shield DLC... And then they, so that takes away time, you know, it makes yeah. it easier. And then the next game was Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't mean like, extra time. So is it, is it helping yeah. them that much? No, but it's, 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 it's like delaying the amount of time or whatever. Cause like when you have to create a brand new game, I don't know that, that is, I'm just thinking, I'm like stuck on, I'm thinking right now, like, yeah, maybe DLC won't last forever. And that's what you were saying. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but if I it does. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Well, but if it does, I think, and this goes to my point, if if the if the timeline continues and in 2025 we get Generation 10, 2026 could be DLC in Kalos. I'm sorry, I did it again. DLC <laughs> in Kanto in Johto. He just hates Kanto right? that much. I know, he wants it to be Kalos. He doesn't want it to be Just Kanto like in ever. Scarlet and Violet, right? We don't go to the Azores in DLC, right? We go to Boo. the United States of America and we go to Japan, which but seems really random. So the question is, but what's if, the Gin Tim region that's going to get the short end of the stick like Spain and uh, Portugal? Probably the Tahoku region. Portugal. Right? 
Netherlands Portugal. is my bet. Netherlands right. coupled with probably Belgium. I'm gonna go to Japan. We're gonna we're jumping all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But um I so I think this is what I was gonna say earlier. The I think that they have had since we've been talking about the Switch too, and like that it's been rumored since uh Lumi was in high school. Literally. I think that Game Freak has had a prototype of the Switch too for that long and maybe even longer. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They have been working on whatever Gen 10 is or whatever the next console game, new console game is on that prototype console and probably gotten even updated versions of it. That's how it usually works. Um, so I think that right now they have it in hand and they are working on Gen 10 right now with it. Because yeah. they always they always start like right when the, the last generation was done, they're started. Um, so I, I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm just saying like they, yeah. they've had it for a while. So the the whole question about would it be would it work well? I think it will look good. Maybe yeah. it won't function as well as we think because hopefully this is not a new Scarlet and Violet trend for Pokemon. Yeah, um, I know that's gonna be disappointing if it is. But the here, big thing yeah. is if if we were talking about earlier like having. We didn't we didn't say this option. If we have like a legends it's not gonna be legends probably, but a legends game in twenty twenty five. Yeah, like a like a January. A new, an experimental game. Uh, yeah. yeah. Experimental and then game. and then it's possible that they do the same exact thing where it's like, Okay, we got legends in in whatever year it was, the same year as Gen Nine, as as Garland and Violet came out in the fall of that year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's still possible. So like twenty twenty four we get a remake. Twenty twenty five January, we get an experimental, experimental game. game. Twenty twenty five fall, we get Gen ten. Here, I, but I really that think would be insane. That would be insane. Like, I really think that was probably won't like. That. I really think that was rushed because they had stuff planned and they were like, there is the whole COVID like. Yeah, I think there was a here. delay yeah. and they were like, we don't know what to do. Right, like, like we have to get this stuff out before we put out Gen. No, none of it's confirmed. There's a theory. Sadly. No, there's but... a theory that Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl was not planned, and it was supposed to be Legends in 21. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they knew that Legends was going to get pushed back because of COVID, so they outsourced a filler game. I love that you use the word theory because it's not confirmed at all. No. but it does. It does make perfect sense. Wow, that actually sense. happened. Yeah. <laughs> A theory, uh, like you know, we're in the Pokemon community. A yes. leak is referring to a 4chan rumor, uh, yeah. and that means it is 100% true. Uh, yeah, a leak means <laughs> someone just wrote it. You know, Twitter. like, we right. use theory all the time, too, and theory is not even the right It's word. a hypothesis. Yeah, hypothesis yeah. is the better word. But, theory but is, who like, wants to an write actual well-thought-out and the factual yeah. backing-up stuff. But anyway, so guys, let's think, community. I think this is a theory. Like, there's actual, like support to it i mean because how did we not see the effects of covid on pokemon how because I mean, they work from home already you, and already have plenty do of they teams. work from home i mean it probably wasn't that big of a transition for them i don't know video oh. games it was a little easier depending on your company i guess i don't know i mean i'm just not for tears of stuff. the kingdom tears of the kingdom got delayed like two three years yeah but i think they I don't think the new game i don't think the black and white it. remake is going to be as big obviously not I, i'm more thinking like gen 10 or yeah. if or depending on what the experimental game is because the thing is like we have two experimental games right and they range from let's go pikachu and eevee which 
doesn't take near as much effort as Legends Arceus. You yeah. know, like like those you can tell that one was wildly harder to make. Yeah. Um so the question is like where does the experimental game fall on sure. that spectrum, right? Is it Or does it or does it even exist though or... too? Yeah, that's I also another I, thing. I know I said that it's the most likely scenario, but there's also a scenario where it was the other option where we get like a decent remake this year. Where yeah, just like some, a classic some stuff. A classic yeah. Pokemon remake, like Hardcore like Soul Silver, Asked. Omega Ruby Alpha yeah. Sapphire. Yeah, actually, Hardcore Soul just Silver a one, is probably a better, like a true <laughs> remake. Uh, those, like yeah. that's honestly what if we get that, that's great because then we get in the inclusion of it Not functions almost like a sequel, uh, right? It's like it's like we get the it's game and then we get to see characters from uh, the Blueberry Academy, right? We get to see progression of characters. We get to see gen 9 characters and we get to see new pokemon like being integrated into the unova region right like 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 uh, like bisharp can evolve into king gambit in your base mm -hmm. playthrough of black and white that's the honestly that's the kind of remake i think i would want to see the the not the most obviously i want something experimental but my safe bet my safe prediction is a game like that a true pokemon yeah. remake but it, here, just, let's... it wouldn't be that great either, though. I mean, yeah, it's no, like that would be good. that's what they that's what they used to do, and it was like good enough. But if they don't add anything proper to it, like not even a single new Pokemon, yeah. like we didn't get any new Pokemon in Heart Gold Soul Silver. They will think. though. And no, we didn't. Yeah, we so it's like we got Notchdear Pichu. Spiky, yeah, Spiky Pichu, whatever. <laughs> that's the only thing we got, and Notch that is not. Earth, that's not Earth cutting it. Oh, I don't know. I but know was Never so the the option is that we do that. And then in 2025, we just get Gen 10, and that's it. Like, there's but I'm no fine with that, dude. Game. I'm fine with that. I'm almost fine with that. I would I'm not, not so mind that, depending on how I want resources the Black and White to be on Gen 10. I wouldn't mind. So for me, the issue with Brand Diamond Shining Pearl wasn't so much it being faithful, yeah, as much as it was the the style choice. I wish I had gotten to see the Sinnoh region. In like yeah. the same art style as Sword and Shield. Yeah. So like, if it is a faithful black and white remake in the style of Sword and Shield, okay. No, you know you what? Mean, I watched an amazing. Violet. I wish Scarlet I could. I wish no, not I... Scarlet and Violet. No, good God! Did you see those games? I thought you liked how they looked. You yeah, I, Lumi, I listened back to looked, our first episode. I'm not you said convinced. it was your favorite Pokemon game. I especially I, the um the like the, the models of the Pokemon. <laughs> the, the, models the models of the, of the Pokemon, I do give you. The I want that. Po yeah, that is that is really good. Honestly, that's a great point. I just with Scarlet and Violet, I don't, I don't want. I like the way the game looks when it's running correctly, and that's my issue. Is if they make Unova look like Scarlet and Violet, is it going to run correctly? Oh, probably not. I, okay, then I'd rather they do Sword and Shield. I'm afraid guys, that they. I'm afraid that this is a new trend, you guys. I'm like that we're gonna get. Because I don't already, man. They were so check this out. I think the I magic. I, I watched an amazing video. I wish I could source it right here, but the magic here of 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 Sword and Shield, right? These are the games that you all, the, the entire internet, all of you said was like looked horrible, right? The magic of Sword agree. and Shield, even though it the wasn't, tree. even though it wasn't open world. Right when you're playing around in this very linear turf field, a town or whatever it's called, right? Turf field. E even though you can't actually, because you can't actually uh, travel and go to those mountains in the distance, they could make those mountains and those lands and those forests and those towns 
and those fields in the distance. If we got a Sinnoh game like this, it would be absolutely beautiful. And I think one of the one of the one of the one of the weakest parts of Scarlet and Violet is that if you remove yourself, like if this is Scarlet and Violet, right, and you're in one of the towns, if you just like fly 20 seconds outside of the town and look at the town, there's like three buildings and you think like again, I wish I could credit the video, but they describe it as like like you feel like you've removed yourself outside of the game and you're look, looking at and mm. it just feels broken, right? It doesn't feel like a truly immersive experience. Sure, like can, honestly, the sore There's no illusion. And Oris did a better job with it. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I think I, maybe maybe like a hybrid style, something in between Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet, yeah. so that we can keep the Pokemon models, but so that the game does not look like, you know, poo poo. Yeah. Like I dung, mean, here's, uh, the, here's the, the thing. It's not, what we're talking about is it not being developed by Game Freak anyway, so there's a That's high true. chance. There's a high chance that it won't just be like a Scarlet and Violet, mm-hmm. uh, like in the Scarlet and Violet engine graphics, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most likely it's they'll, made by they'll build Bondi Namco, so it's gonna be in the new Pokemon Snap Engine. I gotta play Let's that go. game still, dude. Let's I just I got it for Christmas. Could you imagine? <laughs> I know I'm down for that. I'm very down, but at the same time, there's not much. I'm like one of those people, and there's a lot of us out there that are kind of just like, kind of done with remakes. Like, do we have to do remakes? No, listen, just for... the oh experimental God, games tough. instead. Oh, listen. I do see that the experimental games. I. I don't know. Well, where would you see the the thing is Pokemon's remade games like four or five times. Yeah. And four. of those, because let's go Pikachu and Eevee. Honestly, that's a remake as much as it is an five. experimental game. It's, it's a remakes. remake of Yellow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, the question is like, what kind of remake are we talking? Because in terms of it being a remake, Oris incredible job it was practically an experimental game right it wasn't just a remake of the plot of ruby and sapphire they added megas not only into the game as a feature like let's go pikachu and eevee added it as a feature but omega ruby and alpha sapphire made it a part of the plot yeah oris is probably the perfect remake game to me even though they took out some stuff i love that they added they changed stuff yeah. Yes. I don't even exactly. care. I, you have, I you like have an encounter with Latias, right? You have mm-hmm. you have I mean, all of that they makes gave it a the new abandoned experience. ship. Every like, character yeah, gets to a it. redesign, right? You can mm-hmm. actually you, you can yes. you can evolve your po you can get Gallade, right? You can play through Hoenn, not mm-hmm. with Gardevoir, but with the Gen 4 evolution that is now accessible to you, right? Wally gets a full treatment, a final rival battle, right? The battle frontier. Oh, wait, no, never mind. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are so many beautiful <laughs> things that. about Omega Ruby. Listen, when, when, when the, so when the Riddler, when the Riddler wrote the term Paradox Unova, that's kind of what we've been playing around with for the last couple of months. So, you know, he now. just put that as an option on a multiple choice right, question. Yeah. Like, that's yes. not like an actual. <laughs> no, I know, but that, but, but what we're discussing, right? I mean, he, he obviously said that for a reason, right? I would think, right? I mean, sure, he could be saying some BS, but I think, I think, I think that Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire and a lot of the remakes that we've received in the past are essentially paradox versions. They're alternate dimension reality versions of the games that we've already played, right? Yeah. And the only... uh, Yeah, I guess even Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl even fits that bill. A little bit less so, but Uh, it's like it's more in line with the actual reality that exists, but 
So I think whatever game we get next for Unova, there's a lot of, even if it's outsourced, could be great because it might not be a rush job, right? Yeah. So basically, see, right, yeah. there is another point just before you go on because we should take it back and then keep yeah, going. Yeah, I want to take it back. I want to <laughs> take it back. But the, that is a big point that if it's outsourced, what is Game Freak doing? They're mm-hmm. Gen 10. I'm just saying. I just honestly, honestly, in a perfect world, they have they're two not teams. doing a Legends game or something in 2025, and they're just working on Gen yeah. 10. They, so have, two, Gen they 10 have two teams, be. bro. They have two teams, so one team is working Honest, on something. The, the two teams, teams on things, the two teams they have three didn't teams. Work, it didn't work. Legends it doesn't matter if it worked or not. It matters what they did. And <laughs> I know. I'm saying, I'm saying, here's what you do. Here's what you do. I agree you, with what you're first saying. Off, I'm, just, I'm just saying that they might not have changed it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what it is. So I did, get you. Are they changing it because it worked or not? I don't know. I get you. The perfect world, though, would be... They they look at Ewow and they say, "Hey, your team's gonna do Gen 10." And Omori goes, "What am I doing?" You go, "Omori, you're gonna not. <laughs> you're gonna draw." Omori, draw you 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 sit back and you just enjoy the ride, buddy. Yeah, so, you so your time. Okay, so let's just take it back a little bit. I guess I want to just hear what you guys is. Let's just all explain what we think our prediction is for 2024, and then we can move on to the next couple of years. Okay, I mean, so that's what this is. I don't know what else to say. Well, I know, but let's just let's just let's just, let's just let's just simplify it. We're having the discussion, but let's simplify it, and then we'll move on to the the following years. So, what what is your prediction for 2024, 2025? Uh, like okay, ba- so- basically that the holiday window, right? The winter season, right? So 2024 as in. So the year of February twenty seventh, twenty twenty four to February twenty seventh, twenty twenty five. Yeah, the Pokemon year. The Pokemon yeah. year. Yeah. So I'm with Lumi, and I do think that there will be a Unova remake for this year. Yeah. Fall twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five. In the, I told you already. It could either be there's an experimental game in January, or there's nothing. That's that's the two options that I have, and then okay. Gen 10s later. Okay, in the year. Um, oh yeah. yeah, I would say exact same thing. I would also clarify though, and I know you think the soul that the 2025 game, if there is one, is not a Legends game, and it is not a Let's Go game. Yeah, it's something new. Yes, yeah, since you're on that topic, this is the another thing I was going to say, and this. I've been planning this tweet for a long time, but this video will probably be out before. That is, we need a shirt that just says, I've been planning this tweet for a long time. I feel like <laughs> that, you say that so often. Honestly, you yeah. know, because I'll, I just I'll make have that. to do it for a pros, pros... What is the word? Mm, I forget the word, but I have to do it just... I don't know. Prosperity's <laughs> sake or whatever it is. Pros, pros, what, I can't think of the word. But uh, Yeah, I have to do it for the sake that people don't think that I just are copying things here. But anyway... um. I've literally had this written and I'm this video is going to come out later. So I think that we got Unova in in Scarlet and Violet and then if we get another Unova this year in 2024, we're not going to get Unova again mm. in 2025. It's not going to be okay. Unova Unova Unova. That's a good point. It's going to be Unova Unova Johto or it's going to be Unova Johto Unova. Guys, I didn't even think about this but the DLC, in a way, or is yeah. the Paradox Unova. It's different Unova. It's Unova, but offshore and artificial, right? It's you. It's it's that it, that could be the the DLC that we just played for Scarlet and Violet, the Indigo Disc. 
is kind of the experimental Unova game. I mean, yeah, kind of. Just I didn't want right. to. I didn't want to derail us with that. So I don't know what you were saying, Lumi, but I just wanted to make that point that no, yeah, I don't I, think I don't think that they're just going to do like Unova for the next two years. I mean, you know, like, we've already had it now, and yeah. I would I would push back a little bit on that because honestly, like Blueberry Academy is not a Unova remake. It's I, I Unova, agree, and we were saying that at the beginning. Remake. You know, I mean, it it doesn't have you know. There's still like half the Unova decks missing in Scarlet and Violet. Uh, it has some nods to the music, sure. It has some nods to characters, but no actual characters appear. Um, no actual cities, towns, anything like that appear. Um, and the the big thing that makes me push back about that, with that is that um, if we get the Faithful Unova game in 2024, then I think they could do something with the concepts and the characters and the s- cities, the stuff introduced in Black 2 and White 2 an experimental game in 2025 yeah i was waiting to bring it up but like the whole black two white two is another yeah uh what's the right word it's another it's a major it's a major variation yeah i think greg said from pkmn you know we had him on on our little holiday thing and i i'm pretty sure it was greg one of y'all correct me if i'm wrong but greg even talked about the big thing with black two and white two is that they so heavily focus on those characters and like external media like they do not want you to forget who those characters are they all the time are promoting stuff with i think it's nate and i don't remember the nate and rosa Um, Rosa. they're always promoting um, those are new those are protagonists in their roxy marlin often when they show charon they show the black two white two Charon, wow. not the black and white Charon. So I think you know, so that's beautiful. Why would they push all these characters and they they want you to remember those characters and not do anything with them ever? Because if they're going to do something with them, this is their window. They're not going to you know give us Unova that is true. That and is then true. revisit yeah. black two white two Unova later. So I think mm-hmm. the perfect solution, right? It's an exper- uh, to give us basically think of it like not a black and white remake. Not a Gen Five remake, but like a Unova remake. It's a it's a new U- game in Unova, right? Is to basically give us that additional sequel. It, it's a time. It, it's a game that takes place, let's say, ten years after Black Two and White Two. And I'm not saying it's a full on continuation, but it kind of is. Where it's like you have new protagonists, um, like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, right? You have brand new protagonists that live in the shadow, in the aftermath, kind of, of red blue and yellow right so you have those characters the brand new characters and you and you go throughout the unova region the biggest thing for me is that if you're going to play unova how can you like you said like greg said how can you exclude these new characters that were introduced in black 2 and white 2 i think you do that by giving us a new experience in unova that's that's a linear sequel and that allows you to then now introduce new features new things new whatever you can simply write out the uh, the the what is it the 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 the, the Broadway musicals or like the Poka Stu- Poka Star Studios. You can just say they closed. Netflix put them out of business, right? Or Amazon put them out. You can just you can just yeah. explain that away, right? Through a se- through a, the, it being a sequel, um, and then basically your- you're not making you're not remaking one or the other. You're just giving us a new game. Mm-hmm. What are your predictions for yeah. Pokemon year yeah. 2024? I think 
So including January 2025. Yeah, I think I, as much as I want Johto, and I think it does make sense that it's next in line, I do think it makes sense that they would want to save Kanto and Johto because those are usually paired together to save right. those for the 30th anniversary, in which case Unova would be great. I think I think the idea of a sequel game, and here's the thing, the the, the new characters we see in the Indigo disc, I actually don't know where that falls on the timeline in comparison to the story of Unova. Um, but it would make sense if we get another game that takes place on mainland Unova, a new adventure, new protagonist, whatever. It's like a disbanded, a reforged uh, Team Plasma in the memory of N. Maybe maybe N is a final battle at the end of the game. But you also can take those characters from, Indi- from the Indigo disc and see how they you know, operate in mainland Unova. That's the experimental mm-hmm. game. That's the remake. It's all in one. I think that would be a great addition. Uh, and it's basically, to me, that's a brand new game, right? That's a brand new game. That's not a remake. Yeah. That's a yeah, brand new game. So I would love to see that the most. And then none of this other prediction stuff based on patterns. Because even though I love Legends, I, I think there's a possibility we get that. In the I don't thir- think it'll be a Legends. On the 30th mm-hmm. year anniversary, but not this year, not next year. Those are my um, those are my predictions. Unless the they change course, So then to clarify. So then to clarify, yeah. Sol and I think that in 2024 there will be a traditional remake of Black and White. Yeah. And then maybe in 2025 there is a, an experimental game. Yeah. I think it would be Unova. Um Soul does not. And then Dusty, you think that nothing in 2025 like early 2025 but in 2024 there would be a remake that is more in line with like oris where there are changes there are you know it's not it's not like brilliant diamond shiny pearl or even heart gold and soul silver was much more you know it was closer to brilliant diamond shiny pearl in terms of how faithful it was than oris and it'll be called it'll be called deep black pokemon deep black and vast white and I think also I do really think you have something there. And I think I also really like that. In function, it'll thank you. In function, it'll it'll be a black three, white three is essentially what that is. That's my that's my immediate prediction. Um, which would bring us to oh, generate. So you think in the timeline, it would take place after black two and white two? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Wow, okay, it does make cool. sense. I mean, not for the remake, but it does make sense for an experiment. But but if you think about it, like. Even Black 2, White 2, it is kind of a remake in itself. All right? third versions kind of are. Yeah. That is a third version to me. But Yeah. yeah. It, well, it, it was. It was. You didn't get Pokemon Gray. It was, yeah. you know, Black 2 and White 2 instead. It's an alternate. Like, Paradox is a new term for the Pokemon universe. But, like, all every time you reboot a game, you soft reset every new version of a game, every new remake, they're all just Paradox versions of each other. So, I think that is... That makes the most sense to me. And then moving on. <laughs> okay. That was an hour of conversation. But- so just just to be clear, you're yeah. saying that paradoxes are the friends we made along the way. Yes. hundred. That's, that's what, of course. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. It's, yo. Yeah. Chicken dance. Momotaro. Mochi. Uh, <laughs> I like how Soul does it. Like, it's like, yes. <laughs> yes. That's how I would do it. It would be just like. That's about how Penny did it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay and then mochi, mochi. shelfing that conversation I do think let's just do this top level predictions for 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 basically the rollout of Gen 10 I think in 2025 in the holiday 
We're going to get Gen 10. If I was a betting man, I think they want to bring it back to Japan, right? Okay. Um, And this will be the first game on the Nintendo Switch, the new console that they put out. Yes. And I I believe... I I don't see it. If they don't do an experimental game, then yes. But I... If they do one, yeah. If they do an experimental game, I, I could see it being it. on the Switch too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I and then I think in twenty twenty six, twenty twenty six is the because you got to think about it. Like the game that comes out in twenty twenty five, it's not January twenty twenty five. It's literally f- like forty five days away from twenty twenty six. So I think by releasing it in twenty twenty five, releasing Gen ten in twenty twenty five, which I think is going to be in Japan, um. It, it's a it, celebration. It, it does, yeah. It's like you have now. Everyone has the game for the whole next year to be celebrating the Gen Ten game, which is on the thirtieth anniversary. Which I think is going to have DLC in Cal in in Canto, not Kalos <laughs> in Canto, which is going to have DLC in Canto, which also is Johto, right? Three for three, and it's going to be a beautiful celebration. Um, and I think, but but Lumi, you make a good point. What if they just say no more? Th- what if they say no more DLC? Then that was then... Soul's idea, for the record. Okay. I don't think I. I know I said that. I just don't. I don't think it's they'll do it that soon. I think it yeah. will happen eventually. But they've only done two DLCs so far, like yeah. for two gens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. But look, when was the? They did a third game for Emerald, and well, Platinum. they did it for they did Yellow Crystal. True. Emerald, true. 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 Okay, then so they moved four. to Black Two and White Two. Black yeah. Two and White we know really from yeah, because we know from Scrap Data and Sun and Moon that there was going to be an X Two Y Two, so that mm-hmm. would have been also a sequel. And then they did Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which was another change because it wasn't yeah. a sequel; it was an alternate version, but two versions. Which they were then, changing like every year. They were changing, so yeah. like you know, now we're back on the third version, which is the DLC. Mm-hmm. cycle but they could actually i could be wrong they could change it even in gen 10 they could especially because if it's the if it's the 30th anniversary yeah uh you know keep us that's like that is On the gen that they're most because because not only is it the 30th anniversary but also i, I know generations is really a fan term but yeah. game mm-hmm. freak has pretty much like abided, abided by, by it, it you know what i mean so it's also the 10th Generation, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's another thing too. One zero, that's big. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the gen they Double most digits, and hopefully they like have our jaws drop. Hopefully they master the open world experience. Like, there's so many cool things they could do. I feel like if you know, I don't know, dude. They could do so much. Like, what if the Gen Ten game literally borders the other side of Kanto, and then and then just like Kanto and Johto share a league, right? What if this the other new side region of Kanto is the sea? I'm sorry. What if <laughs> north? Gonna... How about this? North of Kanto, right? Yeah, it would be Tohoku. I think. It'd be north of Kanto. Tohoku, yeah. And then basically, yeah. what you have is you have this new league where you can travel. Think of it, dude. It's literally so perfect. You have Kanto. You can shill Kanto, right? You have the whole theme of Johto, where there's two regions, there's multiple badges. Johto and Kanto both share a league, and then Gen 10 can also share that league. Right, but you have the option to travel and collect whatever badges you want, and then list, and then the bet, the cherry on top, is that you're shilling Kanto. You're tying the ultimate nostalgia of the Pokemon franchise, all the classic Pokemon, to your Gen 10 game on the 30th anniversary, and you're saying, and you're saying, come buy our game. It has Kanto. 
I have so no you're doubt saying three three regions in well, one I think, game. I think they could be. I think they could all be. I think this game could be more linear than we think, but I think. Uh, I would like when that. I say linear, I mean like it's not going to be like fully open world like that. But I I do think um, no, who am I kidding? We it's going to be a, make the routes expansive. But It'll be fully make open it world. Linear. We got to do an open world versus linear. We do need to do episode. that. We really need to do that. I really want to do yeah. that. Because we have fun. we have thoughts. Yeah. Oh yes, we do. So but I think yeah. So I wouldn't hype a, hype it up too much, but at the same time, like I'm kind of expecting a lot for Gen 10 because it is so monumental, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, it's Game Freak. Yeah, it's good to keep expectations. That is low, the right? only other thing is that like what could actually happen is they want to play it safe. So they're gonna play it safe. New gen, yeah. new new Switch console, and then they don't need to blow it up. Like they, because well, if, many... if you think about it, like they have enough ammunition already to make a super successful Gen Ten game. It's a new game. It's an again open world. It's a new console. It's 30th anniversary. Make it big. Then you celebrate many... Anto on 30th anniversary, and then Gen Eleven. Now you can throw more stuff at Gen Eleven to hype up Gen Eleven. Right, you don't want the thing to be like the greatest thing in the world, and then have Gen Eleven be like, meh, just more. The the many many people throughout this whole conversation, throughout time, <laughs> have oh, been God. talking, have been saying that Gen Ten is likely to be a reboot of the whole franchise. Bro, so there me. is like this whole idea, which is what Black and being, White did, which is what Black and White kind of did. They tried to a soft reboot. And Gen 10 could be a soft reboot because you are saying exactly that. It's like, where do they go after Gen 10? You know, maybe yeah. I was, I asked Toby about this of like his thoughts on it because I'm not sure if it's Gen 10 or Gen 11, but there, there's lore even that backs this whole thing up. Um, so is it Gen 10 or Gen 11 where we get a reboot? Like is Gen 10 like the final hurrah of, of mm-hmm. what we know as Pokemon? But what you does know, that mean? We get, we get all the, all the gimmicks in one or we get... We get this like masterpiece kind of game that, in a sense, not that it performs in that way, but that it's got yeah, all it of the, these these callback content kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, um, and then Gen Eleven is a full reboot where it's like, it's Kanto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But not Kanto. But you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's I, the whole 30th anniversary Gen Ten um, conversation think, is a big one because of that. I think they would want to do. Gen 10 be the last hurrah as you put it um mm-hmm. because I, I think though. I think that you know if you're celebrating an anniversary you don't you know like like start when my wife new. and I celebrate our wedding anniversary we don't go okay let's start over this year you know yeah. we celebrate the time we've had together yeah. so I think That's a I think point. that Game Freak would do a similar thing and they would have Gen 10 be the celebration of all that's come before it, and Gen 11 would be the softer reboot. And Dusty, you asked, what does that mean? Like, what is the, you know, change of Pokemon as we know it? Think right now, there's like this unofficial fan terminology for like the eras of Pokemon, right? There's the classic era of Pokemon, which is like one, two, three, four. Yeah. And then there's the modern era, which is like five through now. And uh, you could argue six through now, but either way, like yeah. I think it's just that it'll it'll be like I don't know how to explain how yeah. the games are different than they used to be, 
but they are. There's a different vibe. There's a different feel. A different philosophy. Pokemon is we've also, different now. We've also seen. Uh, we've also seen upper management, right? The, the the leaders of the company swap hands, right? Masuda is no longer like when Masuda stepped down. I guess he stepped up to more of a, a managerial role, right? He's not mm-hmm. on on the ground in the game, you know, creating the game. But I feel like I feel like that is. I feel like I feel like. Yeah, there's kind of a passing of the torch. If you know? if they get rid of Omori, then yes, yeah. <laughs> then we're like Woo! really moving. And we're really. I don't moving. want Omori to lose his job, but can no, he like, move either. up to the Pokemon company? And because yeah. he seriously, he's done so much good for it. It's just you know. I don't know about that, but I. He has know... Oris was amazing. Oris was amazing. He was. I think he was not the sole director of that, if I remember I correctly. Thought he was. You should look it up. But the I'm I think the first the first game that he ever directed was Sun and Moon and that was it. And then he did Sword and Shield and now he did Scarlet and Violet and that's that was Yeah a he long... did he was uh he was the like full director of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, full director of Sun and Moon, full director of Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet. And yeah. I'd say you did amazing with Oris. With Oris. You did amazing <laughs> with Sun and Moon and then you something some happened. people would some people would argue with you about sun and moon and yeah and Oras exposition was already oras was already in uh what's the right word it's already an established game like it was already sure. just the ruby and yeah and sapphire you I, know? I think well, um and, yeah and i think that actually is his strong suit is building off things yeah. right like yeah, where because that's the thing is he's bad with plot right yeah. he's bad with pacing and plot so I think when the pacing and plot is already provided to him, he actually can make a great game. He it's just true. I don't hate. I don't hate the guy. Plot. He's the ideas that we've experienced in Scarlet and Violet have been amazing. I mm-hmm. there's so much going on that's good. So I can't say that it's all bad for Mamori. I'm just saying, yeah. like you said, maybe it's just time for someone else. So that right. We can I mean, look. change like what what Dusty was just saying. We changed the old guard because he's he was like understudy of of Masuda, you know, and and he's had four. How many games is that? That's four games that he's directed. So it's time maybe to just look. Here's my thing. Sometimes I'm gonna get a little southern with y'all. All right. Uh, sometimes in the sometimes. south, because the sometimes sometimes you got a horse, and that horse, you know, he's won his races. He's He's you gotta brought a it. lot of joy, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes old Bessie, sometimes old Bessie, it'll get to a point where she can't race no more. You got to bring her out into the pasture and shoot her between the ass. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't, I didn't think it was about... actually going to go there, yeah, but here we are. Yeah, yeah. I, Metaphorically, <laughs> I don't think animals. we should fire yeah. or kill Omori, but I just no. mean he should be done being director. Yeah, that's a metaphor. We don't believe in animal abuse. No I don't believe in murder. murder. No animals were hurt in the making yeah, of this. That, that's uh, like a southern. Episode. It's like a southern. Like it's like a little. It's like a, it's what do you so, mean? No animals are hurt. You shoot it between the eyes. It's instant death. That's yeah, that's better a than those little southern they give them. children's story. Uh, it's uh, you know, yeah. It's like um, it's all <laughs> tooth fairy. Yeah, it's like the tooth. Bessie fairy. Yeah. the horse comes every time we lose a baby tooth and gives us money. <laughs> um, I think this is guys, how started. I, I, I think Lumi's, wait, wait, I, I want to go back to what you said, Dusty, because you you said you think Gen Ten will be based on Japan. I wanted to hear everyone's thoughts on where Gen Ten will be set on, because I don't think we could talk about yeah, Gen Ten without at least touching on that. Before I forget, I I just did want to highlight, like I think you did, you said a good thing, uh, Lumi, in response to Soul. Y- you know, we're building up this grandiose, uh, you know, this purposeful rollout for Gen Ten in the 30th anniversary. And while what Soul says sounds good, I do think at the end of the day, 
the Pokemon company has no intention of resetting anything blindly. If they're going to reset something, there's going to be an intention and a strategy behind it to make more money and to continue growing. Well, yeah, obviously. And to it's not going to be legacy. like, we're just destroying it. It's not our... just going to be no, like, I know. yes, we <laughs> should kill it now. Yeah, but a lot, <laughs> of those, <laughs> a lot of the things that we can imagine, right, like, you know, that a lot of the things that we've discussed with Toby, right, about, like, kind of combining all of the, uh, all the gimmicks or doing this or doing that, I think a lot of those things sound good to us. But the exclusive, yeah. yeah. But it, the exclusivity, the exclusivity of a lot of those uh, features that w- you know we would like to streamline really have their charm and put value and retain value on those older games. So I don't really, I don't know. I I, I agree that they're going to do something big and something. We don't know what it would be. That's yeah, we're just I, you know yeah, we're I, just kind of yeah. No, but well, I but, but I do that too. I'm like, oh, it's got to be amazing. It's going to be. It's going to be a culmination of something. But in reality, they're going to want to just something like Sun and Moon. Like where Sun and Moon, Sun and Moon wasn't necessarily grand in like, you know, like like in the way I think we're thinking. But it did have, it had tons of callbacks. Red and blue appeared. Um, They got rid of Jim. You know, it had, right. It it had, uh, um, it also had, you know, characters from across the generation, not just yeah. Red and Blue, but, you know, Annabelle popped up, Cynthia, Wally, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the dark type Grimsley, fo- yeah, Grimsley, yeah, Grimsley, um, Chorus, you know, it, yeah, it was a very, true. it felt like a celebration of yeah. all that came before. It that's also, also, you can't, you can't touch on it without saying Alolan forms. They revisited the classic Dude, Gen 1 Pokemon that's a great by giving them regional variants. I think we will see something more like that because also too. Sun and Moon is what people refer to as the age of Pokemon, right? Like, yeah. not only was Sun and Moon going on, but then we got uh, the release of Pokemon Go. And so there'll be those things outside of them. Obviously, we're just here to talk about core series games right now. Yeah. But there'll be those things to celebrate the 30th anniversary going on outside of that that will elevate the games. And then there, there might even be some kind of crossover between them all, like we saw with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I think if to, this, t- to bring it back to what, thing, yeah. what's up? One thing, just for sure, is Kanto. Well, yeah, that, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. One. So, yeah, like, so to one. talk about getting a new form. To talk about Gen Ten being in in a region based on Japan. To tie it all right back up, what is a celebration, right? How do you tie back those classic characters? Give us a brand new region that takes place in Japan because the first four generations of Pokemon, obviously established in japan so all the lore and the culture and the nostalgia is tied to the japanese region right legends Kanto, and then you can and then if the base game's in japan then you have all these callback characters like sun and moon right all of a sudden you have misty and brock showing up you have all these characters from Sinnoh. you have these characters from hoenn right it's it becomes maybe there's like a festival right instead of the world tournament it's like the world festival where you battle and people from all over uh, all these japanese regions come right or and then and then because it's a, a region maybe north of uh or just a region near these four other regions Kanto, Johto, and Sinnoh then we get more regional forms right this all ties in line with what sun and moon uh provided us sun and moon came out during the 20th year anniversary lumi i think you make an excellent point with that i also i so i i actually do not think that Jin Tim will be in Japan. I um, I, I'm going to say what I think, not what I want, because okay. there's going to be people who are going to be very angry with me for what I say. But sure. I think Jin Tim will be in the Netherlands. Okay. 
And I think I think Netherlands Why? is really small. I think it will have some crossover with Belgium too. Sure. But uh, honestly, my reason why is because there's been a lot of Netherlands hints like mm-hmm. outside of the games. I mean, you have Pokemon did a first off, there was an, a portrait in Brent Diamond Shining Pearl that looked like Starry Night, um, which is a Van Gogh portrait. Van Gogh is you know artist from the Netherlands, and mm-hmm. then Pokemon did a collaboration with um the van gogh museum van gogh museum which is also in netherlands and just i don't know there's been masuda even went and visited the netherlands which he doesn't work for game freak anymore but it just shows a lot of collaboration between the country of netherlands and the pokemon company and so i i don't think there was that map wild oh yeah there's that map i completely forgot about that there's also don't even say what it is in the indigo disc that is it's not the terrarium i thought it would be uh, but i can't line it up with anywhere in the terrarium it's not kitakami either. it's not kitakami it's not a part of unova and it looks kind of similar to the netherlands it does yeah so if yeah so i told you what i want but i i i could totally see see that being a reality because i think pokemon also very intentionally staggers the styles and the aesthetics in the the vibe of the regions that they put out, right? I don't think I I think they very deliberately give us, um, for example, right? We get a, a tundra region, uh, very in Sinnoh, and then they say let's let's bring you to an urban region in Unova, mm-hmm. and then they go well let's go to a beautiful region that's inspired by all this architecture in history, Kalos. They and then they go this, yes. let's go to a tropical experience because you got to remember that it's not just the games right that they're sh- selling but it basically the vibe of the region in the new game uh establishes what the pokemon marketing system is going to be yep. and the vibe of everything that they put out right the cards anime the, yeah mm-hmm. everything right and right now we're in this very like humid region um right i think that that's fair to say right it's it's, yeah, it's tropical and stuff too yeah yeah and um and I think that's I think that's why they l- allowed us to go to Kitakami because that feel and the vibe is completely different from uh, mainland Paldea. Blueberry Academy is technological, right? So different from mainline uh, Paldea. That was also, I think, a reference to like the past and future themes going yeah. on as well. That's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, to your point, Lumi, I I, I could see a future where. The Generation 10 game is, um, what would you say, Denmark? I said uh, Netherlands, Netherlands, and I th- I think they would, I think we'd see a Scarlet and Violet type thing where they, you know, piece Spain and Portugal together. Yeah. Um, but really, unfortunately, kind of neglected Portugal and took like two or three things from there. Yeah. Um, I think it would probably be because Netherlands is pretty small. Yeah. I think it would probably be like Netherlands and Belgium. Yeah. And Belgium probably would get like the short end of the stick. Yeah. But I I could see that because you know that's that's Northern Europe. It's gonna be cold. I'll, I'll give and they mine. have been like in Europe. Yeah, they have been like yeah. in Europe. I don't know why. So for the for the whole Europe thing, they did four Japanese regions. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And now they're on their third european region yeah. so there could be a fourth european region it could be and then and gen 11 the reset back to japan yeah. but yeah, something wait, like that but what about unova that's the, we what we get one we get one location in the, in the US. we got we got two american Alola. regions we got Alola. Alola. Oh, Alola. that's true that's a good point 
Mm-hmm. It's not really. A, it's just a dumb pattern. Yeah, anyway. it doesn't yeah. really make any sense. But what's um, the pattern? For Four, me, two, three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense for me. I want <laughs> it to be Italy. You know, I do. Sure. I think that if it's a European region, it has crazy different terrain. The whole thing, like from top to bottom, it's like mountains to desert, and then um, and sea all around it. Um, the Netherlands. The biggest problem is it is flat. When you're talking about different, um, what's the right word? Like a different setting or different, I don't want to say biomes, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The Netherlands does not have a single mountain in it. I mean, it's it could be like a cool like idea that it's they're called the the Netherlands because they're low low under sea level and they built up stuff. Like there's a lot of lore to to the Netherlands. Um, but I don't think that it works so well for a region. I don't I know. Mean, but they could take like little pieces of Germany and cross it over. Um yeah, but then yeah, also yeah. at the end of the day too, Pokemon's gonna add what they need for the region. There's not deserts and um France. I know, I know. There's not uh, you know, um mm-hmm. Forest in Paldea in Spain. There's not you a know, giant uh, hole in Spain either. There's not a giant <laughs> crater in the middle of Spain. No, I know, but at the same time it's I don't know. It's a little, it's small, you know, all that stuff. It could be. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying what I would want is Italy. What I think it could be. Germany's is pretty fast. Big. Yes. I think it could be a callback to Japan, number one. Mm-hmm. I think it could be India because there's still so many things about India, mm-hmm. including Gita. Um, yeah. And then there's also the connection with someplace in Latin America to be possible. Um, I would also say Egypt, honestly. Yeah, Egypt is a big one too. I I can never guess what what it's gonna be because yeah, when you so look at the options. map, you're like, it the literally could time, be anything. What's really funny is I think the only time I was like confident about something and was, was Galler right was Galler. Yeah, and Galler what's so funny right. is there was nothing suggesting UK. And before that, I just I don't know. I had this feeling. I was like, it's the UK next, yeah. and it was. You know what's um, like everybody crazy. thought it, that's not special on me. Well, the the reason for that is why I think Italy is a, a contender is because I've said this before. There's so many Pokemon fans, yeah, in Italy, like so mm-hmm. many. You have to think of where their um their base is. A hundred percent. Like when yeah. you think of Pokemon, do you think of German people? Not really that much. There are some, but like europe is a huge place some german pokemon. guy in the comments is about to just get really mad at you so he, in, he, he exists i know you exist out there but <laughs> with with italy you're 20 guy <laughs> literally probably half of the fake mon that you've seen are from an italian person yeah like they they are so hype up on pokemon it's I feel intense. like there's a lot of people in south in, in south america too Yes, there are. And that's why I think that that's also a, a Honestly, big contender. Honestly, you know what would be sick? So you like said Legends Canto later. What would be really cool I can totally see is that. for us to get like a South America. It obviously would not be all of South America, but like somewhere in South America as yeah. Gen 10 region. And then we get a Legends Canto and you it's like about Mew having being brought from that region that we were just oh, in. Oh, so Kind sick. of like how Laventim was from Galar, you know? That's cool, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, really Brazil the professor is huge. comes from that region and brings Mew, and it's like kind of the origin story of Mewtwo. That would be neat. 
We could do a whole episode on this, to be honest, because mm-hmm. like Brazil's a big one. We should get like Egypt's an expert one. We can we can lay out all of these because there's tons of tons of uh, connections yeah. to all of these places. I, I think even Australia, there's more than there's ever been. There's there, like yeah. more than there's ever been. There's just tons of like like honestly like valid hints yeah. to other regions. You know, like there's there's valid hints to Egypt. There's 100%. valid hints to. You know, Italy. There's valid hints to Australia, to India, to um, Netherlands. You know, yeah. there's. You but know, all to, all together, I really think that Japan makes the most sense. I'm just saying for 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 the for timing Gen of everything. I think Japan. Yeah, it's like we've been away for so long. Let's return to home, reestablish what Pokemon is, and and I think the type of re, the the type of um kind of like restart that we could see right the soft reboot that we could see is not a re- not like a retcon of Kanto I mean we're going to get that with any sort of anytime you return to a region right they kind of bend the canon and add to it and change it right but mm-hmm. I think what we, what we could actually see is basically the ideas the fundamentals of what made Kanto so special but in a new J- Japanese region right in what that would look like in a 3D open world game in Gen 10, right? It's like in 2024, or I guess it'd be 2025. Like, what is what is the... If they could start... That's what it is. If we could start over in 2025 on our 30th year anniversary, what would that look like, right? And I could see them giving us a brand new lizard starter, right? But it's a water type. A brand new turtle, but it's... Uh, they've, they've given that's, us the grass. That's what I think... Right. That's what I think. Like a, a whole, brand new, like yeah. reboot new would be frog. like, though. That's what I think the reboot would be like. Yeah, and not, if Gen not 10 a reset is the reboot, of Kanto, then yes, but a brand new game we near Kanto. A, we need a grass alligator and a water cat. Yeah, the sure. water cat makes sense. And then what is it? A water monkey? Someone said a sea monkey. I was like, that's so great. I don't want any cool. more monkeys, please. Done yeah. with the monkeys. Yeah, we've done this a million times, but yeah, what is it? Kanto's. Yeah, Kanto's here. Kanto's there. Joto's here. So it would be seen that this. They way. gave us literally right Kitakami. Here. It would Kitakami. be up above that. It would, you know, Dusty. Yeah, maybe uh, like right here. HP. If you go to HPP guess, um, there's the map that Sutami gave us. Oh, in the video. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you wanted to pull it up. Um, I think in the in the Discord channel. It, yeah, it, in the Discord channel. It, it'll change the the um the layout. If I do oh, that, okay. But well, ba- my bad. No, no, no. Will, will that, it that if you be pull helpful. up Discord on a browser? I don't have it logged in though. Oh. Um, that, yeah, that here. That that here, is a good I can, idea. I wonder though. I'll, I'll DM you on Twitter. Please. The uh, um thing. I you know I don't think this. I'm not saying there is a pattern, but I wonder if there is any significance in the fact that they, you know, created a region in France and then created a region north of that for the UK. And then below it in Spain, because now we have this like connective tissue, right, between these three regions. And it, do you want to know something really quick, not yeah. to stop your thought? But I think I'm on the same thought as you. Yeah, yeah. If you take that part of Italy that connects to France, and you erase the French part, and you move it right into Paldea, right into Spain, it kind of looks like the part of of. Paldea oh that we God. see that is not that everyone thinks is Kanto. I mean, Kalos. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we'll say it again. Kalos. Do you have the, the border um, of Italy and France? 
looks that, like right the there. border of Paldea and the northeast area. Right here? Yeah. If you the pull... border of Italy and France. Like oh, from it's kissing. Up. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> if you forget about France and you make it kiss yeah, you put Spain. It here. Yeah. What if that's the, the Italy region? Hmm. It could be. It, it does look like it's kissing. Did you say that on this episode? It could be. Kalos is like above those two. Yeah. I don't think that was this episode. But no, it was last episode. Yeah. This is what if happens look when we record at... three back to back. Was it this you one? You gotta find the, um, no, you gotta oh. find like the, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, maybe not so much, but a little bit. A little bit. It's, a it's similar. I mean, Pokemon, it's never one to one, right? It's just similar. So, I mean, it's valid. But that'd be crazy if like Paldea. That would. That was the Italy region, and, it's and connected Cal- to Italy. Kalos is above it somewhere. Because this doesn't yeah. fully uh, equal France either, you know? Like, when no. you look at it, Fran- it doesn't add up. Kalos, no. is, Kalos ends, like, here, right? Well, yeah, the mm-hmm. thing about Kalos is it's it's actually not based off France. It's based off northern France. Like, it yeah. pulls from, like, mm-hmm. if you divide so it the right country here, Right. Yeah. Interesting. So if you just pulled Italy over on top of France right there. Put it, like, right here. Yeah, and then it would it would attach like, just true. like that, and that would be the Pokemon Europe. <laughs> I think honestly, looking at this, Paldea actually ends right here, right? Yeah, it does. I, I then, made that that theory a while. I was like, "Where's Barcelona? Where yeah, is it?" Barcelona. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I'm so sad they didn't do like Barcelona, and I obviously did not expect them to do bull fighting. But I wish they had done like the running of the Tauros, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so... All of that being said... All of that being said... Yeah. Lumi did have something he wanted to pull up. Oh, yeah, I had sent you the thing if you want to go back to it. The, uh, oh, the yeah, map yes, that yes, yes, Tommy yes, gave us on Twitter. Yeah, so Pocus Tommy gave go. us this. Let's see. Yeah, you can see the it now. dark gray areas are areas that are not in a... Um, Pokemon have not been used. That light gray area, so the deal with that is that has been used by a ranger game yeah but that's um, not that might not be the same game right well and and also to be honest and not only if you know they haven't touched those games in 15 years they can easily change it but also it um it could very well just pull from parts of it and yeah. then hypothetically a new region could be the other part but the the big contender i would say is um north of kanto kanto is the purple yeah. and i would say north of that the blue is Kitakami. Yeah. So you Not have all Kitakami, of Kitakami be a part obviously. of that region. Like yeah. we haven't seen all of that blue area, but Kitakami is based on and would be located somewhere within yeah, that pulls, blue area. It pulls from pieces of that blue area. Yeah. So if Like the, it pulls from each of those little prefectures. Yeah. So for, for, for those listening, so pink, this pink area is Kanto. The orange area is represented... Uh, in Johto, and that's why you see this little tiny gap. That's uh, that little island is the World Islands. Over here is the uh, is Cinnabar Island, and then Cienwood City, Cinnabar. Sorry, Kanto. yes, yes, Cienwood City, and then theoretically, um, I would say southwest of that could possibly be the Safari Zone. Uh, but we have the red area here, well, which Safari is... Zone's covered in the orange. Sutami. Oh, it is, it is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's an available area possibly the DLC area of a Johto remake. But we got the red area here is is Hoenn, and this green up here is uh, Sinnoh. It's literally Sinnoh. Literally like Sinnoh. Sinnoh looks identical. Like, that's it's probably identical. the most one-to-one map we've ever <laughs> yes. gotten. Every time I see it, I'm like, 
it's not even Hokkaido, it's just Sinnoh. Yeah. Right, like, it is funny with, with Kanto, like, sometimes I'll kind of have to zoom in on Japan and be like, oh, Tokyo, so that's Kanto. Yeah. Um, but, like, with, Sinnoh, you like, don't have to with Sinnoh. You're looking at Japan, you're like, okay, well, that's Sinnoh. That's um, really cool. yeah. I think if they did do it, the Tohoku region, like, they would do the whole thing, too, because of the whole aspect of it being an open world, like, big game. Sure. You know, like, mm-hmm. so... You see how the blue part, it could just be just the blue part, but I think yeah. that they would do the blue and the gray just to mm-hmm. make it like a just big to combine it. game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like but I, I think know. I think Kitakami would be a part of the region. Yes, I think yes, so too, exactly. yeah. yeah. And like we'd revisit it, which is, which in talking about how Sun and Moon had us, you know, revisiting characters and stuff, well, if you have Kitakami as an actual location in the Gen 10 game, you automatically have Kieran and Carmine, two yeah. characters from Gen 9 appearing. You can also easily then explain uh, Unova characters coming there because they're visiting their friend Kieran. You yeah. know, uh, you have um, Nimona could be there, Arvin could be there because we know they go to Kikami now. So yeah. That's a good yeah. point. It, it does get me excited. I still like the idea of using this light gray area um, where uh, the Pokemon Ranger games have taken inspiration where, where those took place i still like the idea of that that would add up more it. that would add up more to the petrant epilogue story thing that we got petrant is from that light gray area okay yeah which i think even the dark gray underneath it is part of it if yeah. i i don't know if i'm right or wrong but you know the I part that i know but yeah. yeah that if that would make sense because there's one thing in that video that nobody's really talked about i'm gonna post about it eventually but it's just like it says that they traveled when he got his companions they traveled over lands and then mountains and then seas they they wow. traveled a sea to get to Kitakami. i think they Which went the through johto right, here, right? yes no, exactly I, I honestly honestly i'm thinking they went through johto then up through fukui and ishikawa and then crossed the sea from ishikawa to Kitakami. oh up here it's possible yeah, and then possible. that's what that's my thought process yeah all i know is that it says seas and that's just like okay so they weren't just in johto because they could just literally walk yeah. right a, yeah. straight straight they there. could but i mean you see the sea would be kind of a shortcut that's crazy yeah they're just from i guess cinnabar no what is it uh ecritique city ecritique city would be like right here there's a little at this point right here i don't know if you could see mm-hmm. it yeah you yeah, can yeah. barely see it right here mm-hmm. um that would mean, could, yeah. Of course, that would be. It could C. also mean that they came from Hokkaido. Sure, Sinnoh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they yeah. could have come from Sinnoh because they they took Basque Legion to get there. So yeah, but but you know, Basque Legion lives in Kitakami, so they would again be in that sea between Ishikawa. It's true, and, and it was a, it was a different time period as well. Like mm-hmm. Basque Legion could have been all over this, right. these Japanese regions at that time. That's yeah, cool right. to think that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so they also took Lapras, and Lapras does not mm-hmm. live in either Kitakami or Sinnoh. It does in Kanto, though. Yep. For real. And Johto. So. Yeah, so what are our final predictions for Generation 10? So I think it's going to be... I mean, I, I think that's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I, I can't say anything else. Okay. <laughs> I got that's... Any of those regions... I think we should do a deep dive on each of those regions being potential things, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. yeah. Like, the Gen 10 Chronicles... Netherlands, the Gen 10 Chronicles, Tohoku, <laughs> That's do a series. I know, you know? We, we, uh, we've got friends in California. That could be a whole region. We got friends. Uh, I don't think. We got but friends. Who knows? We got friends we in South America. We can do a whole video <laughs> with them. Um, If you want to wrap it up in some way, yeah, I think that no matter what we get in the coming years, yeah. it's going to be pretty good. Like, 
if we get Unova, I'm happy. If we get Johto, I'm happy. Yeah. Yep. And if we get a new region, I'm very happy. So oh, yeah. Yeah. biggest disappointments are when they don't give us anything new, like BDSP. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And if uh, and, you know if you're li- if you're listening to this in March <laughs> or later in 2024, uh, come back to this video you know the and let us know. <laughs> let us know yeah, where we're going. Come you back know in the answer. 2025. Let yes. us know if we got Gen 10 right. Let us know after that. So on, so yeah. on. Yeah, this was a super fun episode. If you guys want to keep listening to us, we did start a clips channel, Hidden Power Plus. Uh, there should be a link in the description to subscribe. There, we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. Um, and Lumi, do you want to let us know and thank our producers? Yeah. Uh, so we want to give a special shout out to our mythical tier supporters that's seh art gold jasco trash panda candace wendy's and then we want to give an extra special shout out to our arceus tier members which is drogain and bramtastic thank you all so 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 thank you guys so much literally your support especially this time of year is incredibly helpful uh ad rates are cut um this time of year there's a little bit of Pokemon fatigue among uh, more regular fans, and uh, hopefully not uh, among you guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't think among you guys. <laughs> but you guys, the end of this video, they must like it. Okay, <laughs> you guys are ensuring that we stay active and upload every single week and keep, keep this podcast going. So we love you guys. We appreciate you so much. Um, subscribe you if you're new. If you want to join, if you want us to uh, say your name at the end of the video. You can join the Patreon or become a YouTube channel member. We love you guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. This is a leap year. I don't know if it matters, but no, it does. It's the Dude, imagine ago. it's a birthday. Imagine your birthday go, doesn't sorry. change on a leap year. School. It's a leap year. Unless we're not you're getting... born on. on Unless you were born on February. <laughs> imagine they just like there's yeah. like no Pokemon game coming out because of a leap year. That would that'd be ridiculous. Fun fact. I have a niece who is a big Pokemon fan, and her birthday is also February 27th. Okay, so wow. you should, after the show, talk Destiny. to her to get her... She knows. <laughs> she knows what's happening. She knows the Gen 10 game because her and Pokemon are twins, and they have that psychic connection. <laughs>